Okay, so we have another podcast, and I think it's now settled in a more in a relaxed way uh, since we are not filming each other or ourselves. So it's not YouTube; it's on Spotify and other platforms to just talk about all tarantula-related stuff. And this evening, again, another topic together with the uh, cat from Tarantula Cat, and we're talking about communals regarding the tarantula keeping aspects of how or why you should keep tarantulas in communal aspects or together so welcome everyone and welcome (laughs) (laughs) so do you keep any communals martin at the moment i have one communal actually i keep three Monocentropus balfuri together, the Socotran blue. Oh, okay. And I have kept other species in the past as a communal, some more successful than others. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think that's exactly what we're diving into today. So what what about your side? Do you have any tarantulas at the moment you keep in communal? I do not. If I do get an M. Balfouri, I will probably keep it alone. Um, but that is just because I don't want to really rehouse a communal. Yeah, that's. I'm uh, I'm really fine with just keeping them alone. But I, I do see the appeal, and I do um, I do hear about people keeping H. Villacilla as as a communal. That's something that I might consider someday because I think that it's pretty cool. Yeah, they look awesome. I think so too. But um, as for M. Balfouri, I really would just like a big female. Um, But we know they work out good communally. So I'm sure you haven't had any issues really, have you? Um, It depends. I had in the past. Oh, really? Also also with Monocentropus Balfouri. Um. So I know that I got, it was like four years ago, I think, um, when I started Mm -hmm. a communal of Balfouris with around 10 specimens. And there were certainly not 10 specimens left after one and a half years. Wow, really? So even though there was plenty of food offered, I definitely had some losses. But I did not like document this um, like in a, in a science way. So it was just a project mm-hmm. and they were doing good. And at one point, uh, the females reached maturity, the males reached maturity, and then they started breeding. And then I have, then I had the first exact in there. And so like the whole count raced again um, wow. in, in this very tank. But I think you really have to expect some losses in okay. a way. Um, it's not that it's common and I would not say that like 50% of all the animals have vanished, but I'm pretty sure like one or two were missing at one point. I think definitely like the Monocentropus palfuri is one of the tarantulas you can keep as a communal, which, which do work the best. But so, but we're talking about this topic because you actually um, had the idea to talk about it. Um, maybe you want to like get on why. Yeah. So I've actually like covered this before, like my thoughts, like in a video, but, um, it's kind of been 
brought back up again on YouTube because Ants Canada did a video about his Peace Litheria Metallica, Metallica communal, which we know have really been gaining popularity. I feel like that's like a, a newer thing. Maybe I'm wrong and I just never noticed it before, but it just seems mm. like everybody's trying to keep Peace Litheria yeah. uh, communally. So from what I've heard, I guess... Peace Litheria Metallica can be kept communally um, without issues, but then other people really uh, feel strongly against it. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Have you like attempted it or? So, yeah, I've just gone through my pictures and past like forum posts. And I found out that I have done communals with f at least four different species. Uh, so my one of my first communals was actually a school project. Um, it was like my third species of tarantula I got. And it was a Pizzilotheria formosa group. Oh. And back then, I would say it was around eight years ago, uh, the Pizzilotheria formosa, I think it's called the ghost ornamental, right? That was the one That's the I got. It's the, ah, dang it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know the common name of the Formosa. Uh, okay. I, I always just hear it called Formosa. Yeah, but the but this Formosa, actually, I got like six uh, different specimens in a quite big container. And it worked very well. And interestingly enough, even though they had a lot of different options to like hide, in various places within the whole tank with different like cork barks in it they all stayed together yeah um they did not walk away from each other and build their own retreat but as as they grew like larger um one of the specimen decided to leave the whole group and have a little retreat somewhere right next to the others mm -hmm. and one day this specimen was missing. Oh. So the conclusion is, I guess, that they do very well together in a tank. And this is what you also are seeing when you have the chance to see them in the wild, that some of them, especially the young ones, will stay for a longer period of time with their mother. But I think once they separate, they are not really okay when they see each other again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that actually makes sense. So you have yeah. a better chance, I guess, of putting a few of the same exact together than just like getting random ones from yeah. different places and putting them all in the same tank. True. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard of a lot of people like having success. But mm -hmm. then I've also heard rumors of people saying that it's ended terribly. And so when Ants Canada posted his video, I saw like people questioning like if it was ethical, um, okay. if, yeah. if it was OK. Um, and I th I don't think that he did anything wrong. I I appreciate him actually like documenting it on youtube and and stuff like that like i can appreciate that information and it's like we see other youtubers also um documenting it and tom moran he's kept a peace with theory metallico communal for a while he he's done a few rehousings too i believe and 
Mm. Mark's tarantula. I can't remember what species of piece of theory he has, but I've um, he's let me use this footage before when I was talking about this on my channel. And it was really interesting because the the pokies would like crawl over each other and stuff like you had said, which I thought was really cool. But um, I think that when a YouTuber attempts it, it's kind of a good documentation. Is it ethical? I think it. I think it is um, because we it can work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it does. And it actually, I think it's ethical in one way when you decide to do it with species who have the same tendency in in their natural environment in in the wild. So I think it's totally different than when you decide to like communally house a Theraphosa blondie with like. <laughs> 10 species, uh, 10 specimens, and then find out that they will not do very well with each other and nine of them will will die. So that's definitely unethical because you actually ignore all the facts that they live uh, solitary. But with species who have been also documented in the wild that they are staying together for a longer period of time, um, not until adulthood necessarily, but just like growing to very big juveniles or or subadults and living still with their mother, it's definitely possible to do. And I don't really think there is something wrong with with replicating this uh, in in the hobby. Do you think it matters if it will be successful or not on the keeper's experience? Or do you think that it's just really like Mm -hmm. dependent on luck i think it has to do with the experience of the keeper in terms of yeah how do you say like the husbandry doing exactly the husbandry and and what of the small minor details who Mm -hmm. might matter in that aspect um that this whole project will will last longer than it it might do if you ignore just all the facts so Mm -hmm. one of the um how do you say like it would be dumb to not provide any heights for example and just put all Mm -hmm. these tarantulas inside a glass container and expect them to have fun together so (laughs) it would be better to like study on how they live in the wild and that they tend to use um just one one branch where they live all together crunched together so the same what i did is I did a mistake and offered too many different heights, right? So mm-hmm. that at one point, one of the specimens decided maybe after hunting for a cricket, oh, there is another place I can just live by myself. But then the next time they met, they were not so friendly um, mm-hmm. when they do not have this possibility. And it is more likely that they are staying together because also maybe because they only it's their only chance to stay together the project will thrive longer i think yeah that makes sense what about maybe species that uh people keep communally that pretty much don't really do well communally because there's one specific one that comes to mind for me i want to know if it's the same for you okay you say for for me it's definitely the neoholotele insei that's exactly what i was gonna say i've never heard of one of those lasting long at all yeah true and I have to admit, this is also one of the species I did a communal on when I started with the hobby. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe I can say that back in these days, it was still well 
thought or, or well appreciated that they are doing not so bad and they were uh -huh. successful stories. But as of now in 2020, there is no excuse to do a communal with Neo Holotela Inse in my, in my opinion. Or I, I agree. Yours, right? yeah. So <laughs> they do not well together. Um, what do you think about this species? Yeah, that it's was like... just the first species that came to mind for this. Because when I first um, really started keeping tarantulas, I think it, it's been three years now. So okay. um, a little bit of time. Things have changed. They change. I feel mm -hmm. like things change um, almost year yeah. by year, Yeah, pretty much. But when I first like really started like getting into tarantulas and building my collection, I, it was a thing that a lot of people tried was keeping the N and C together. And I think, um, I don't, I can't tell you one person's communal that worked out every single communal that I heard about ended in a lot of cannibalism. Yeah. Um, I know that, um, exotic slayer recently, he, his communal had, uh, came to an end a while ago. The one he had left was like just a mature male. <laughs> oh, wow. And there's another, I can't remember who else it was, but they, they had one left out of six. It's just like so mm. many people tried and put them together maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. And it shows that, yeah, it can work for a little bit, but after yeah. maybe a year, two years, once they start really growing, that's when yeah. something just goes wrong. It seems like. Definitely. Yeah. But now I think I have somewhat of an understanding why this all started because we were lucky enough to see one of the Neholotele species in Colombia. It is not the Insei, but uh, we managed to find the Fastia aurinigra. It is the uh, bumblebee tarantula, the Colombian bumblebee. Oh, okay. Which was is, is also in the hobby. It is still in the hobby, yeah. but not many times bred and extremely rare. But, but it looks almost identical to the Insei one. Yeah, I've seen from, them. From Trinidad, right? Yeah. And I think it's just the complete opposite of the Pizzilotheria lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because what we saw in, in Colombia, that when we found this species, just um, think about a, a road which goes through a jungle somewhat. And then you have these embankments on, on, on your right side which is like a, a, a steep wall of around four meters or six meters in height. And on this wall, it was clustered with Neoholotele. Just every, I would say, 30 to 50 centimeters, which is around 10 to, I don't know, 15 inches mm -hmm. away from each other, there was a small turret webbing um, where one of them was living. So if you see this the first time, you think, well, this is a communal. You can keep one of them together with others in your tank, but obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not working out. And somehow they, they, they survive in nature so close to each other, maybe because there's a huge abundance of food, but it could also be that they really um, eat each other from time to time. And because of their fast metabolism, maybe they just have a high population of this whole species in this area. So I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, it's just ideas. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you also never had luck with the Neoholotele Insee, right? 
like, I didn't try a communal. No, I have one. <laughs> yeah, but Just with the I single one, it's it's doing very well. They're great feeders, right? They, they yeah, grow I've had quickly. Ever, yeah, she's she's grown like a lot too. But yeah. I think I've had her like two years now or so. I don't see her very much. Pretty yeah. sure it's a female, but. She's so small. When they're so small, it just takes forever. Ah, crazy. Do you know of any other species you would keep communally or you would try to keep communally? I think I'd probably, like, personally, I probably would just keep the um, H. villicilla I, I, and M. balfouri. Yeah. I know that those do pretty well usually, but... I just don't really, I'm just not that interested, I guess, in communals. I know some people are really into it, mm. but um, I'm just really not. It just seems like a lot to, to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I think when you house them in the final tank, it's probably less stressful. And I have to admit, I really enjoy my Balfouri communal because they're just out walking around. Like yeah. when I now, I just walk, I just watch my my tanks on the right side and they're just doing stuff with each other and they're just walking up to each other and tapping their legs and then they walk away again so weird it's like all the time and what i've also seen with balfouri is that when you have one adult female and maybe younger specimens which you don't really know the sex of them but you're pretty sure or you see that they are not adult males mm-hmm they are still mating with each other. Yeah, I didn't think that they did in communals. Like, for some reason, is that like a rumor? And no, it is true. They do it all the time. And also, um, when you have several adult males in the same enclosure, I've also seen it by myself that two adult males try to mate with each other. Interesting. So, I don't know, this whole communal stuff with the Balfouri species... They having a crazy vibe. I don't know. It's <laughs> doing doing stuff all the time. Do you uh, think any um, success depends on how many you put in a tank? Like for a communal, do you think like less is better or more is better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, tricky question. I, would I have, asked. Like I, would have I used. Loved, yeah. I used to keep. Um, I had a female beta sorority, like in a tank, a sixteen uh -huh. gallon. I had. I think like six female betas in it a long time ago years ago i wanted to try the the female beta sorority and they always said the more females you put in there the better because they mm. will take aggression out on each other equally it wouldn't be just like one taking all the can i cuss taking one all yeah, the yeah. shit from one yeah um so i wonder if that's the same case for for tarantulas yeah it could be yeah i think it definitely would, would change the situation to the better that it's not a single single specimen uh, getting walked on all the time from the others. But uh, I just have these three specimens in quite a big tank. It's a 60 mm -hmm. by 40. And there is still plenty of room and others would have put even 10 or 15 specimens more in it. But I, I just didn't have more. Yeah. So for now, it's... They're doing fine. They're all webbing stuff together and they're more or less living in the same area. And I have not seen any aggression, but uh, yeah, it, it could change. And sadly, it is not really easy to document this species in nature. This is something I would do, yeah, for a very long time to travel mm -hmm. to Yemen, 
but Yemen is not a place where you can go on vacation, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, you, the island of Socotra, where they are from, is of course not the mainland of Yemen, but uh, since it's still within the country of Yemen, even though when you can go, you lose, like, for example, the ability to travel to the US without a visa. Oh, because Yemen is like on a list of possible terrorists. And uh, so, <coughs> yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not the best country to travel to. And it's not a country where it's like easy to, to go around. So I know someone, um, he's from the Czech Republic. His name mm -hmm. is uh, David, and he wrote an article about Monocentropus Balfuri, where he he and his team documented them on this island. And I think he has also seen them like together within underneath the same rock. Mm -hmm. But it certainly is he has not seen a situation like how we keep them in a communal with like 30 different specimens. So that's not right. happening in nature. Or at least that was not happening when they were on Socotra and, and documenting the species. So, yeah, I'm not sure if it's really as a communal species who is like living 20 or 30 specimens together, or if they just tend to live as the Pestilotheria with like five individuals. Yeah. Very yeah, that's cool. It It's definitely cool that people have been keeping them communally and we've gotten all this information from it yeah. so um like that's another thing that's i guess good about people attempting a communal is because that's kind of the information we have to go off of pretty much yeah true so we know <laughs> a lot of people had failures with nnc so probably don't keep them together but a lot of people have had success with m balfouri so yeah, yeah you can keep them together <laughs> yeah, true. And with Balfouri, it actually was quite a hard start to get this species started in the hobby. So um, I think it was in around 2005 or 2006 where they have entered the hobby the first time and they were sold as adult females. So you could pay a fortune to get this blue tarantula from Socotran Island from some people who brought them. And then they built an exec, right? Mm -hmm. So what what are you doing when a rare tarantula, which entered the hobby for the first time, builds an exec? You take it away after four or five weeks. So you make sure, right, that the eggs all are good and the female does not eat the exec. Mm -hmm. And that's what all the people did who kept tarantulas for such a long time and were experienced people who... Yeah, decided to buy the species in the first place because they have this experience already. So it, there were no people buying or getting this this specimen who had no experience. And almost all spiderlings died Ugh. within days. And no. no one, no one knew why. And now we know because you have to leave the exec with the mother of this species of mm -hmm. furry because they feed on the killed prey from the mother. So they really are on a different level of, of social social tarantula than we, we didn't know before. Right. And that's also such an important aspect, I think, from, from our side in the hobby that we can contribute because no scientist ever 
would have documented this behavior when they just go out and collect an animal and put it in alcohol and then describe it, right? Right, yeah. And we have so many things we can discover in our enclosures here, how they behave and how they have different, I don't know, attitudes and stuff, which can also be very, very uh, important. So, yeah, it was a bit off topic, maybe this section, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, yeah, we can do a lot and we don't have to underestimate our, our doing, even though it's a hobby for us. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. That's a good topic. I think, um, I think we covered that pretty good. Um, but there's so many more tarantulas you can keep communal. Is there really? I didn't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's like at least the, you, they say that you can keep the avicularia minatrix, but I have not seen many people doing it. Let's do it. Let's be the first. Yeah, it's also, I think it's the same with the P metallica, right? Because when they're so expensive, then the people or everyone is like, I'm not putting a thousand dollar in the same tank and have to risk that at the end, nothing is left. So <laughs> yeah, I think Avicularia minatrix is also in the US quite a rare species, right? Yeah. Is that the, where is that from? Is that the uh, Venezuela? Okay. It's the one with the, like the reddish abdomen. Yeah. With the... There's something from like, I think Brazil or something mm. that we can't get anymore because of the law uh-huh yeah yeah but how is it with the law is that another topic we can do you have more information about this or i like, mean does it... the us now do not allow any tarantulas from the country of brazil or just i think it's city? up to the importer to try it and you might get in legal trouble and you might not that's what it seems like for now wow okay yeah so, so it's different for every person then, right? It so seems one, like one fish and wildlife them. have different stories depending on which one you ask. Oh, wow. So That's I can't, a good situation. I personally would not do it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, you can I risk losing your importer's license if they, okay. you know. But yeah, there, I think there was like a, some kind of avicularia or something. Oh, pretty sure. Nice. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would even try Like, what if there was like a species of tarantula that you just like started keeping and you wanted to see if it was communal? Would you just, would you ever like try just putting together a species that you don't know if it would work or not? Wow. So like without knowing anything? Yeah. So even... you didn't know anything. Would you wow. try it? Um, that's a hard one. So the, I think the correct answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> but well... It depends. Like maybe when you raise them as spiderlings and you see that they are doing quite well with each other and not attacking each other, like unlike Pertilotheria ornata, who is eating themselves in larvae stage and they're just doing fine as, mm -hmm. as spiderlings. And you can maybe put some crickets in the same place when you, you get little spiderlings in the first molt and they do not attack each other. Then, and I have like, maybe a hundred of them, I certainly would risk a few specimens to a dedicated project, raising them. Yeah. Um, so that definitely, yeah. But if I just have five and they're the only five ones, then I would not do it and try to maybe establish the species first and then, yeah, 
maybe right. a few, year, few years later or something. But I uh, think that's reasonable, what, yeah. Yeah, what, what would you do? Like you get offered a new species of tarantula, 21, 20 specimens, and, and you don't know if they're doing well communally or not. I wouldn't want to keep a communal just personally. Like never. I just really don't. Because of the Really? Okay. I don't I don't know what it is. I just I don't feel the desire to try it at all. Um not even with the ones you know that they're not harming each other? No. Okay. I just I'm I'm so boring. I just I like boring brown new worlds. And I like them <laughs> alone. And that's just how I am. I, you know, like, I guess some people, they get into the hobby and they get yeah. into, you know, new worlds first. And then they start getting into old worlds. And then they want like, oh, now I want to try a pokey communal, this and that. That's never been me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, I kind of, I have some pokies, but I had more and I gave a few away because I just didn't feel very yeah. drawn to them so like why am i keeping them if i don't enjoy them that much let yeah. me give them to somebody who will um i don't know i i just don't feel a draw about it so i just probably wouldn't um maybe if i gave a few away to somebody i would say try mm. it but if they wanted but i wouldn't yeah but i think really the intention behind it is also extremely important it's like it's something different when you say you document something because there is not much known about it or because you just want to have more big blue spiders together to show off to someone, right? I think yeah. that's also maybe something which changes the, the opinion of the whole topic. Well, yeah. So I think that we kind of, we kind of agreed on almost everything. Um, I don't know. Did we disagree on anything? I'm not sure. No, I think... Pretty much the same, especially with the Neoholothela Insei. Oh, yeah. It's like, just do not do it. Please do not. <laughs> yeah, if something to take away from this podcast today is probably it's a bad idea yeah. and with <laughs> to the... try that. True. Um, but pokies, I mean, if you want to try it, I guess yeah. go for it. If you feel confident in it, then maybe go for it. If you do some research, go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, I think it's good for people to document it if they try it because that's how we know what works and what doesn't so far and i think that it contributes to the hobby um yeah exactly make pictures write it for your for your own uh documents your experience um if you had any losses on anything and maybe one day you feel like giving this information away or publish it in an article for your journal somewhere or for your patriarchal journal. It does not have to be a huge publication. <laughs> so you never know when you can reuse these information and experiences you did. Exactly. Yeah. So thanks for listening. If you guys have any input, definitely let us know. Have you tried something? Did it work? Did it not work? What do you think? Is it ethical? Um, and just let us know what you guys think. See ya. <laughs>